Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm a stylist, wedding planner, and content creator, and I am all about creating a life worth living. I'm a mummer of two that launched a wedding planning business and grew to success from making my brand visible to the right people online, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. In this series, I will turn your passion to profit through teaching you how to style your brand visible. We will tackle everything from pivoting in your career and following your passion, how to show up when the odds feel stacked against you, how to nail that social media strategy and literally everything in between. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know I'm a big fan of positive quotes, high street fashion and talking straight. You can expect some frank discussions about business, marketing, mindset, plus some amazing guest speakers to share their knowledge and inspiring stories. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of the Content Collective podcast. I'm super excited this week to introduce our guest speaker. Yes, that's right. We have a guest speaker today. You know how I love these episodes. We aim to inspire you, bring you some amazing stories, and obviously give you some value and some tips as well. So today we have a business coach, entrepreneur, and actually, I believe, a birthday twin of mine, another Halloween baby. Yes. Yes. Um, M Huckstep, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What a great introduction. I love that. <laughs> Did you know that we were birthday twins? No, I didn't. But I love that even more. I don't, I don't think I've met, I think maybe I've met one other person who has the same birthday. It's always cool to meet like a fellow witch. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, I've, I've always thought it's literally the best birthday. No yeah. one forgets it. <laughs> no, nobody forgets it. And there's always some kind of celebration. You can dress up. Yeah, I love that. Best. Well, my son also has the same birthday as us as well. Just, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so, so now you know too. There you go. Brilliant. I love that. I always yeah. think it's so crazy, yeah, how a parent and their child can have the same birthday. Like, it's, yeah. It's well, really our cool. house is extremely odd because my son has my birthday and my daughter has my husband's birthday wow which is weird cool. yeah, yeah. Weird. I didn't take any bets out I, I let myself down there anyway so super excited to chat with you um I've been following you on Instagram for a little bit and I just really love like what you're about what you represent and what you're doing so I thought it'd be great to get you on and to show everybody else like what you're up to and what I see um so I think the best place to start really would be just tell us a little bit about you, like what you do, like your business. Just just give us a bit of an intro, really. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, so I always, I, I mean, even though I teach people to introduce themselves in a really concise way, I still struggle with it because I have the, the kind of almost LinkedIn version, which is I'm a business coach and strategist, but mm-hmm. then I have the human version which is that I help people build businesses on their terms and I think I'm still figuring out exactly how I introduce myself but essentially I am a a kind of marketing and sales specialist but I brand myself as a business coach and strategist and really my work is all about empowering people to grow their online business all in a way that works for them. So whether that's through their marketing and their branding or the way they position themselves or the products that they put out there. 
I've been doing this for, I mean, I've been coaching for a few years, specifically business coaching for about two years. Um, and my background is marketing and branding. So I've always worked in, in a marketing and communications role of, of some variety. I've worked in corporate, I've worked in nonprofit, I've worked in local government, all totally different. Um, but none of them really fulfilled me in the way that, that coaching does. Um, when I left the corporate environment, I trained as a yoga teacher. That was really my passion at the time. And that yeah. was just the gateway into, I guess, the gateway into me seeing the possibilities of being a business owner. And then I did my coaching training. And so it's basically my experience of running a business and growing a yoga business with my marketing experience. I kind of brought everything together to really have the business I have now. Um, so yeah, that's me. I live on the South coast in Bournemouth. I go in the sea a lot. I'm really like, I feel like I have a double life. Um, half of my time is spent here, like behind my computer working, like it's very digital. And then the other half is like in the sea and on the sand and getting wet and muddy in the new forest. Um, and yeah, that. so yeah, that's it. I think that's actually, um, just like the, the 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 cold swims, I know that you're a, a big fan of the cold swim, which I am as well. Yeah. When I saw that that you did that, I was like, oh, I'm connecting because, but which is essentially what Instagram is all about, and we'll we'll talk about that. But I was like, yes, that's actually one yeah. of my my goals for 2022 is to do more of that. Yeah. Like, get in the sea, reset. Like, oh, it feels so yeah. good, doesn't it? I love it. It's so amazing, and I love it so much that I started in another business with my best friend, Elisa we have a business called At Dawn because we always meet at dawn on the beach to go for our sea swim. Amazing. And we wanted to create a swimwear piece that was long sleeves, you know, so it, it was functional to go in the UK water, uh -huh. um, but, it, but that looks really good. And we've worked with a local artist, Lauren Marina, who is amazing to create this really cool print. So I, I yeah I I have this running joke that I can monetize anything and I monetize like all my hobbies but that is how much I love it you know and I want to share that with more people so oh, that's I'm amazing. all about the cold swimming yeah well make sure we'll link those in the, the show notes as well so that everybody can check that out because that's amazing wicked. um so I'm curious as to the the kind of the yoga because I feel mm -hmm. like that must have an impact and some sort of it must have had an impact on who you are as a business coach and perhaps your values and just like that journey. So tell me about sort of the, the yoga coaching or sorry, was it yoga coaching or like yoga teaching? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how that sort of developed and how you ended up sort of doing what you, what you do now. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say maybe like, I mean, it was really my early twenties. I'm 34 now. So probably like 10 years ago when I first discovered what yoga was and I remember going to just a local class at my gym at the time not really knowing what the fuck I was doing but just coming away thinking oh this is really cool and over a period of about five years I really got into it I spent some time in Australia in my mid-20s and that was kind of where I discovered just the kind of I guess the yoga community and the vibe behind yoga um I was in Melbourne and if you've ever been there, it's just like 
yoga studio after yoga studio, like health food shop after health food shop. So it's very, it's very easy and accessible to find yoga there. And I think that really helped me. Um, and then when I got back, I met my husband and it was around the same kind of time. Everything happened in like, it was around about a 12 month period, but it felt like everything was sped up. So I got really into yoga. I was vegan at the time and I got really into food and cooking and nutrition. And I started meditating and just had this huge, I guess, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, as as cliche, just had this huge wake up call. And I was like, there has to be more to life than I'm currently living. And I want to discover what that is and what that means for me. So over the period of the next couple of years, I quit my job at local government. And I remember my colleagues just looking at me like I was insane as if like, (laughs) if I do, if I quit this, like really now thinking back, it was like a very small marketing job. But if I quit this job, then I will never again work. And if I take six weeks off work, what is that going to look like on my CV? And, you know, all of these things that people in, in that kind of environment are afraid of. Um, But I quit my job. I went to India to do my training. And that was it. I kind of, that was really like, I'd say the start of entrepreneurship for me. Um, And so over the next couple of years, I became a really successful yoga teacher Um, I also on the side built up my freelance marketing business because I still wanted, I still, I didn't really know what it would look like at the time, but I wanted something. I wanted to be in the digital space in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I worked with brands supporting them with their social media and their marketing campaigns. And then gradually as my yoga business was, you know, going well, I, became a coach. I trained as a health coach and then as a life coach. And I had people coming to me for coaching, but not for health or life coaching. They were like, you have built a successful yoga business. How did you do it? Okay. And I was like, well, my background is marketing and branding and selling essentially like my dad and my sister are salespeople. And so selling in my household has always been a good thing to do. It's never been seen as something bad. So I always saw selling as like just something you have to do. Um, And I had people coming to me, local yoga teachers saying, can you help me with my yoga business? And so that's how I became a business coach because I had built my own successful business. I was naturally attracting just just through the things I was talking about on Instagram that I believed in, promotion, selling, marketing, communicating your message, your values. And so over time, more and more people wanted to learn from me um and that's how that's how the yoga really played a part in my business now mm-hmm. um and then what happened is the scale started to tip so i had more and more coaching clients which meant that the yoga kind of had to give and i was at a point where i taught so much in a very short period of time but but very intensely um and so i i have now stepped back from teaching yoga but i still teach like I still teach meditation and you know I I weave a lot of the yogic principles and values into my coaching and into you know just daily life and how I work with clients so it's still it's kind of hard to talk about sometimes because yoga was the it was the the catalyst for everything you know in my life and my business it it 
it opened my eyes to um, rewiring, you know, traumas and it made me have a deeper connection to my husband and it helped with my anxiety, you know, all of these huge things, huge impacts. So to step away from teaching felt like losing a part of my identity, but I now see it very much as just this beautiful piece of the puzzle of me and my business. And I think now not teaching, it just feels like a good thing for me. It doesn't feel, I don't feel sad anymore for not teaching. Um, But at the time it was hard to step away from it. So it still plays a huge part in my life now, but not the way that it used to. I think I sort of, I feel like I see it coming through in your business though, like sort of like a holistic aspect, even though you're about profit and sales and marketing. Yeah. I still see it running through because it's obviously part part of you and you're a personal brand at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what would you say that your brand values are? Because I, I definitely see that coming yeah. through into, into your approach and, and what you're all about. Yeah. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that. I think it's always um, affirming to have somebody else externally see what you're trying to create in your business yeah. and so to have that mirrored back to you it's like oh okay I'm 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 doing things right and yeah. um, one of the biggest things for me is is integrity and that means means many different things but for me it's really having integrity with the way that I sell and so in a really like tangible way that means having complete transparency with my pricing and my sales approach so holding myself to integrity it also means you know treating my clients and my audience with the respect that they need especially when we think about sales I want people to feel like I'm holding them in integrity so they can make informed empowered educated decisions and not ever feel pushed because when we think about something like sales which is a huge part of my business but it's a huge part of any online business or any business in general so much of the stigma around sales is this feeling of being pushed and persuaded and convinced and actually when we can treat our customers with integrity it means that we're letting them make decisions we're not taking responsibility for that um so i try and weave a lot of that through i also for me that really means being authentic you know so sitting in my integrity means being honest and raw and real and not holding back from the scary stuff even though it does still feel scary for me um so that's definitely one community as well um this means different things to me as I grow and as my business grows but I think now it really means finding the people where you feel you can really be yourself and not not feeling like not feeling like there's any clicks or any kind of exclusion but just creating these safe spaces where you can be yourself and you can show up as you are and you can be vulnerable and you can say how you actually feel and know that you will also find people who feel that same way I know you mentioned, you know, when we spoke before about my book club, and that is something that was really important to me this year, was having space in real life to connect to people. Because so much, and you must find this as well, and I'd be interested to hear what you think, but when you work online, you will focus on building 
you know, when we think about online business, when you say community, most people think of like email list, Instagram following, Facebook, you know, group. And it's like, well, what does community actually look like in a broader sense, you know, away from your computer? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think I had much of that before. I had it through my yoga classes because they were so driven by community. I would have like up to 40 people in a class and that is a community. Um, So I'm leaning more now into in real life community and having community really just where people feel safe. I think that's the biggest, most important thing. Um, I absolutely love the fact that you're starting that. Sorry, like the book club (laughs) I think is just... I love it. Like we're, I'm going to be doing some hiking, hiking networking as such. Amazing. Just because I want to, I want to go and hike because I freaking love it. Yeah. And why not get loads of other people in the industry to come along and join you, have a chat and just be social, be like build a yeah. community of pe- like-minded people. So, so with yeah. you, like amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Hiking, networking. That is brilliant. <laughs> I want to come. I love hiking I want to do it all across the country like and I want to go and do some more mountains because that's kind of my thing I like yeah I think that's such a good idea and I think I think after the last couple of years people are craving human connection outside of Instagram outside of their phones um and the book club as well really came from the idea that I wanted to start something that I didn't monetize because I can monetize anything and that I do have a tendency to swing towards that. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a challenge for me to, to kind of create the space where people didn't have to pay me. They just yeah. could come. And it made me feel a lot more like, Oh, I can make friends now. They don't have to be clients. And that felt really good as well. And it felt very different from my usual like take on business, which is always make money. Um, so Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any other values that really, I have values in terms of brand values, but I think those are the two at the moment that feel the most aligned and like that I'm actually living right now. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I absolutely love that. So something that I've really noticed and and you touched on it in your Instagram is you, and I, and I revert back to Instagram quite a lot in my conversations because obviously marketing our businesses in the right way is so important mm-hmm. um and it's what we talk about a lot on the podcast but I, I notice how authentic you are like you know there's no bullshit and I think you even say that in like in your bio like you know it's all about just being real how yeah. and, and and you mentioned just now you know that you do that and it's not easy how has that journey been for you to like realizing that yeah just gotta I gotta give the highs and the lows and the realness yeah. and like you know strip back the bullshit and the what is it the Instagram kind of like smoke and mirrors that so many people feel that they need to put up at the beginning you know and even me as a business owner at the beginning when I was starting out I was like yeah there's smoke and mirrors whereas now no because people connect with you so much better when you're real so how's that kind of journey worked for you like getting to that point where you can just be you and say what you think and have you had any bumps in the road or yeah you know how's how's that gone (laughs) Yeah, I love that question. Um, So there are a couple of different, I guess there are a couple of different like facets to this. Me personally, I, I'm naturally, I'm naturally very open. Like, you know, I I always joke that um, I'm an exhibitionist. 
I think when I was little, I was that that child that was like, look at me, look at me, like, let me show you this cartwheel or whatever it was. I've always, I've never shied away from attention. So I naturally don't struggle to be in the limelight. I think as well, teaching yoga, you know, really helped like being able to stand in front of a room and lead 40 people through the sequence. It it makes you confident. Yeah. But I think anyone can do that with time. Um, in terms of the authenticity, I mean, something that something that I really think more people need to do is to broaden their view of what they're taking in on Instagram. And what I mean by that is if you are a coach and you only follow coaches, you are going to have an extremely narrow view of what people are saying. You only have to look up and expand your viewpoint to look at the the true thought leaders in the world and notice that none of them say the same thing as everybody else. They all share their own opinion. Mm -hmm. And it's really scary because we don't think, you know, let's say you're a new coach. You're probably not thinking, I want to be like Oprah. You're probably thinking, I want to be like this coach that I follow on Instagram who has 10K months, right? Mm -hmm. So your viewpoint is so narrowed. And so what you naturally do is you emulate the messaging and the communication and the way people are showing up of that small perspective of those 10K month coaches, because you think that that is the way to become successful. And so if you broaden your viewpoint and you actually start surrounding yourself with people who have really different, strong, controversial opinions, you'll start to really realize that they are just saying how they actually think and feel. And that is what makes them so successful. It's not copying everyone on your level around you. Instagram can be such an echo chamber as well. And something that I see all the time and that I try and help students and clients with is just like almost you have to kind of go through this process where at first you have some kind of tunnel vision where you don't look at anybody and you figure out what you want to say and then you broaden your viewpoint so that you're starting to surround yourself with truly innovative voices and opinions and not just the same old bullshit that we hear over and over and over. I for one I'm just bored when I go on Instagram now like Mm -hmm. the reels are all the same the content is all the same the quotes are all the same because it becomes this like copy echo chamber and it's boring and people don't want to see that anymore they want to hear what you actually have to say yeah um and then the other thing just to kind of like wrap this up is I like I've I've always I've always thought to myself, like, what am I actually here to do? This is a really big question, but I don't want to get to like, hopefully I get to 80 or 90, but I don't want to get to that age and think, oh yeah, do you know what? I wish I hadn't said how I actually felt, or I wish I hadn't been so opinionated, or I wish I hadn't maybe rocked the boat on a topic that I maybe felt judged on. I'm going to look back and think like, I'm so glad I actually shared my human experience. And I'm so glad that I actually voiced what I really felt because not only was it liberating and empowering for me, but it inspired other people to get out of their own safety box of what they think they can and should say, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think you, and you then, by being more authentic, 
and by being yourself and being willing to put yourself out there and say what you're thinking you're going to also attract you're going to inspire people you're going to empower people yeah hopefully you'll educate people but you're also going to build a community of like-minded people aren't you and that's exciting that's when it gets exciting if you're copying other people it's not authentic because it's not necessarily you and you're not going to have that same community of people because it, it's not it's not real. They can't fully connect with you because you've got this kind of like facade. I'm waving my hand up yeah. and down, guys, in front of me. <laughs> like yeah. this is like there's, there's this facade in front of you. They can't quite break through it, can they? I think no. when you're when you're truly yourself and you let your guard down and you say what you think, especially on social media, that's when that's that's the that light bulb moment or that moment where people can fully start to connect with you as a business owner and as a brand and come into your community and I think that's yeah what sets people apart of not succeeding and and actually being successful as well isn't it a hundred percent and I think you really hit the nail there it's like it's people people connect with people and they you know your audience cares about what you think and feel and they want to know that they just they don't want anything that's regurgitated just because another successful xyz has said it I think you know something that I encourage clients to do when we're thinking about the word authenticity it can feel quite scary because nobody really knows what their authentic feeling and voice is Um, and so if you are you know if you're listening to this and you're like I don't know how to be authentic something you could do is journal on when you last felt that you were 100% yourself. And what did that look like? What did that sound like? Was there something you said? Um, Something that I will also challenge people to do is to keep a diary or journal Mm -hmm. and write something that is potentially controversial, but you genuinely believe in every day for 30 days. And then notice if there's a pattern, like, are you really passionate about one topic that you that you keep coming back to? If so, what's one small thing you could do now to start sharing that with your audience? Because that will be authentic. Um, It's gonna look and feel different for every single person. And my version of authenticity is not anybody else's version. But you can just sense check by just asking yourself those questions like, when did I feel like I was being myself? What did that look like? What did that feel like? And how can I bring more of that into my marketing and my communication I love that that is <laughs> such good that, I mean an amazing exercise probably a pretty tough exercise as well because you really have to to dig in yeah. so many yeah. of us just sort of like we, we can ride along that kind of neutral train of oh, I don't I don't want to have an opinion on anything too much it just you know it, it, it can get me into trouble or, or whatever or I don't want people to hate me because I think this but actually yeah. I mean, you don't want to be everyone's friend anyway, right? Like not everyone is your people. Think what you want to think and attract like-minded people. Like you'll find your people. Don't you find like as as you get older as well? So I'm 35, so similar age. Somebody actually said to me the other day, you're 35 and I had to think about it. It was a bit of a shock. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as you get older, and this might sound a bit harsh, but you, you start to cut friends out or people out of your life the pandemic made me do it massively and again it sounds harsh but I was like okay I don't think I'm going into 2021 with this person or that person because 
we're just friends because we've been friends for ages but actually we have nothing in common none of the same opinions and yeah you you get older and you you kind of go I, I just want to surround myself with the people that like-minded people and and yes you want some different people in there to kind of like mix it up and make it fun because again if you're all the same then that's a bit boring but the point is like you know relating that back to social media don't don't be afraid to to be you so I love that exercise Mm -hmm. you know that's that's quite deep really like makes like that's deep work isn't it having to sort of dig in and and do that but I can I can see that the benefits would, would be amazing yeah I mean, it is. And I think, you know, the reality is not everyone will want to be controversial. But I, for one, like, if you know, if you think about what you want to consume and take in, you don't want to read the same shit that everyone's saying. Like, I love controversial opinions and things that make me think and things that challenge me. And you can do that in a really small way. It doesn't have to be a huge, a huge opinion that you put out there. It's just something that that you believe in. Um and you're right, not everyone will be for you, but that's totally fine because the more you you can be, the more you will attract people that, that you actually want to work with. Yeah, and that comes back to ideal client as well, doesn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. And niching. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all wrapped up. We we can't be something for everyone. Otherwise, we don't no. actually have a business. Like, who are we marketing to? Exactly, yeah. You know, I feel like knowing your like your yeah your target market comes back to like literally everything in your business <laughs> yeah yeah like I mean again so when I'm I'm talking to my clients so I get a lot of people that come to me in the wedding industry because obviously that's that's where I'm at at the moment and um and you get the okay so my target market is wedding couples and you're like <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's huge that that that's anyone getting married that is not an ideal client it, it's, it's just so important isn't it and and it comes back yeah. to who you are as a person like if you're a personal brand like that your personality and who you are that essence has to kind of like trickle into absolutely everything that you do as a business owner your values your ideal client it all has to match up you know and then being authentic and, and showcasing that to attract those people it's just yeah it's so important and people don't always realize it and that makes me sad <laughs> yeah yeah I think over time it's one of those things where you can like dip your toe in and what I would encourage people to do is to try you know test it like everything in marketing is about testing and seeing what fits for you and what doesn't mm. I think people can get really hung up on the fact that it has to be perfect and that's never the goal the goal is just to try try something see what works take what works and leave what doesn't and you know especially with your with your target market like this is where market research is like your best friend if you just get on the phone with like 10 people that you really want to work with you will very soon find out that they have similarities and that they're more likely to buy from a certain type of brand not just the generic kind of one size fits all you know person and so what that does is it validates, you know, the fears that we have by by reassuring us that, oh yeah, people do want to buy from this type of business. Therefore I can lean into being more that because when I'm too generic, actually those people aren't attracted to me at all. 100%. So have you got any advice or tips for people that are struggling? So obviously you gave the idea of like journaling, like for mm-hmm. people to be authentic. 
what might you say to somebody that that is stepping back from being truly themselves on Instagram, for example, or on yeah. stories and, and just feeling a bit overwhelmed or letting imposter syndrome yeah. jump in? Like, what would yeah. you say that could perhaps help them push through that? Stop following other people in their industry and stop looking up to a hundred different mentors to give you the 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 secret because there is no secret. Mm-hmm. Trust one or two people. Um follow their advice and and I mean this through the through the like I guess especially with like mentoring and coaching it's really easy to think that there's like a magic pill that you can take to become wildly successful in your marketing and so you can end up following and listening to the advice of so many people and that will just confuse you and overwhelm you um I think to me it's all about quality over quantity in this kind of scenario especially especially with imposter syndrome don't follow a million other people who do the same as you because of course you're a human being you're going to feel some kind of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. if you look at the people who I follow on my account there's hardly anybody doing what I do because if that's all I consumed all day every day of course I would have self-doubt and of course I would question myself even me who is extremely confident in my message and what I do I'm a human and so you have to remember that like you're not a robot you can't flick through 10 reels of of Instagram coaches if you're an Instagram coach and then think you're going to have a unique idea your brain will just come up with those regurgitated ideas and so I think this is where boundaries comes in like set yourself really fucking strong boundaries with what you're consuming what you're taking in don't subscribe to every single email list do not download every single freebie out there Um, (laughs) you have to become your own like parent when you're an adult and (laughs) not take on every single piece of information because I think that's when you doubt yourself and so that's about like quietening the noise and then you can really connect into what you think and feel and this is where self-reflection comes in it's like what do I stand for what do I want to be known for what do I want people to come to me for you know what is what is the legacy I want to leave? What is the impact I want to make? You know, if something that I love to ask clients is if there was going to be a piece about you in your favorite magazine, let's say Forbes or Women's Health, what's that top paragraph that you want them to write? It's not going to be so-and-so is a personal trainer and she personal trains every single person out there. That's boring. (laughs) Nobody's going to read that. It's going to be like, Sarah Johnson is, you know, a badass personal trainer and she says, fuck the diet and she wants women to lift heavy and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what people are interested in. And so when you start to realize that you can, you can start to slowly chip away at this conditioning that we've all had, which is that there is a perfect way to do something. And that is one way, which is bullshit. You can do business any way you want. Mm -hmm. And that actually you have to quieten the noise, connect into yourself, think about what 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 mark you want to leave in your industry and, and go from there. That's amazing. I love that advice. Thank you. Um, so two questions to ask you to kind of like wrap up, really. First one being, what does 2022 look like for you? Have you got any goals and aspirations for this year? What are you planning to do with your business? I would love to know kind of what the plan is. Yeah. Okay, so I actually have big plans for this year. Last year, I hit my income goal within like a penny. Um, 
but wow, I realized in order, yeah and it was it was a big goal um in order for me to expand this year I need to generate more passive income so that's a big goal is to set up more passive funnels more evergreen mm-hmm. um Another goal is to simplify the way that I'm doing business and delegate more. Yeah. I, I hold my hands up. I am the kind of person that's like, it's just easier if I do it, even though I have two people who work for me. Um, I really want to work less and earn more, like everyone does, but it's actually going to happen this year. Um, so that's the kind of like behind the scenes. And then in terms of you know, like offers and ways for people to work with me. There's going to be a lot more in real life. Um, like I said before, I want to to build more community and my online programs will continue as, as usual. But I think it's really, you know, my podcast will grow. I want to do some speaking events. I want to write a book. So I think it's really, really like growing that community element that's that's really important right now sounds so exciting I love it absolutely yeah. love it I'm excited to kind of watch watch the journey unfold over 2022 yeah. that is great thank you have you got a big goal for 22 I have so many big goals for 22 <laughs> <laughs> my um I I'm a fan of word of the year oh yeah I absolutely and I and I abide to it and I stick to it like last year it was balance so mm-hmm. every business decision I made came back to balance and mm. you know because I'm, I'm a mum of two and I was like I need to find that balance but this year my goal is growth or my word is growth yeah and that's personally I'm starting therapy which is a massive like thing that I've wanted to do for ages and I'm ready to to do that so I can grow as a person um and just like read loads of books because I've never found the time and now I'm like there is time we all have the same amount of time I can do 10 minutes a day even and get through more books and then growth in my business so I want to grow my team I want to like grow my digital products grow my audience because obviously that helps with funnels with digital products and grow my community so there's actually a lot of workshops for for us as well over this side because I just want to build that that community so growth growth is my goal in in many different aspects I feel like sometimes I need to like hone it back in because I'm a Mm -hmm. I'm an ideas person and sometimes it's like focused yeah yeah yeah. it's exactly the same as me I'm a big (laughs) picture thinker and I have to like remember that it's just like one thing at a time one day at a time that's it yeah Yeah. it's exciting though isn't it but Mm. I'm, I'm very lucky I've got someone on my team that kind of like is the yin to my yang at the moment and she's like okay but do you have the time to do that and I'm like okay like stop yeah. with the ideas like, okay yeah okay. <laughs> that works um so something that I ask every guest on the on the podcast is what is entrepreneurship to you oh that's a really good question I think entrepreneurship I think it's probably changed my definition from when I first started I never when I first started, I didn't really identify as an entrepreneur. I do now. And in one of my programs is called Rebel Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being an entrepreneur is is really like a state of mind. And it's knowing that you have the capacity to be creative and have ideas, even if you don't necessarily call yourself a creative person. Everybody has a level of creativity. But I think with an entrepreneur it's having those big ideas and, and that creativity and then doing something with them. And 
not striving for perfection or success, but just doing things because that's what lights you up and doing things because that's how you feel fulfilled. And not every idea you have is going to be a million pound idea, but it's knowing that you can try um, and you will probably fail at some things. But I think being an entrepreneur is that you know that that's part of the risk and you do it anyway, because you have the resilience to get back up and, you know, try again, something different. So that I think is what it means to me. That's what, that's how I identify with being an entrepreneur. I totally agree. I love that explanation. It's it's not being afraid to fail. Like, isn't it? Yeah. Take one step at a time, be confident enough to to just give it a go. Yeah. I love that. And you, you will fail like you will have a launch that flops or a product yeah. that doesn't sell or you'll fuck up your taxes or you will <laughs> not track something or you won't reply to an email like so many different levels of failure but it's I think I've done inevitable. all of those at some point yeah. you know in my in my oh, in I my business life yeah exactly like yeah. you get up you dust yourself off you learn exactly. yeah. yeah you constantly learn yeah Mm. amazing well thank you so much for the conversation today it's been so interesting like really lovely to chat to you um really excited to kind of watch watch what you get up to over the next year thank you I love this conversation I mean (laughs) I feel like I could talk about business all day so I (laughs) I never know when to stop but yeah I've loved it thank you thank you for having me thank you so guys I will make sure that everything is linked in the show notes so and that will be in the in the info underneath this podcast so make sure you hop over you can get links to M and all the bits that we've talked about today Thank you for listening to another episode of the Content Collective podcast and I will see you guys on the next one. As always, I loved bringing you inspiring stories, juicy gems of wisdom and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset. If you haven't already, then make sure you join our mailing list to be in the know of everything entrepreneur related. I've popped a link in the show notes for you and I promise you'll be pleased with the girl chat tips and knowledge in your inbox every Monday. You can also grab our Insta bio workbook to make sure that you're making the right first impressions on Instagram. And trust me, guys, those are key. So that is in the show notes for you. It's a freebie. Go grab it, my friends. As always, do hit follow on the podcast if you haven't already, and we would absolutely love a review if you've enjoyed listening. Those five-star reviews really help the podcast grow, and it means the absolute world, and also means that we can keep doing what we're doing. Come say hey on Instagram. I love to do daily stories there with loads of behind the scenes. You can catch me there at bluebird underscore creative. So thanks for listening, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.